morning, everybody. We're very used to listening to our minds. Well, you know, it's kind of part of the spiritual gig. It's like what's going on inside there that gets unspoken, but that you're listening to it all the time. So listen to the silence of your mind. Mind is totally dualistic. It can do chatter, but it can do silence. It's in the dualistic realm. So listen to the silence of your mind. You might feel that it's beneath chatter, underpinning it. You know, first there was the silence and then the chatter cranked up on top of it. That kind of might give you a clue where to find it. Just listen to the silence of your mind. We're so tuned in to listening to what your mind says. We can listen to its silence instead. Can anybody not find silence in their mind? Yay. If he... If it doesn't work for you, well, the thing would be to kind of persist a bit and see. But I'm going to throw in something else, just if the people are having trouble with it, to see if this one helps. The lateral line down the side of your body, dividing the front from the back. Put your attention beneath your neck, but behind that lateral line. So kind of randomly your spine. Behind your lateral line. Just put your attention there, not on a pain, not on a vertebrae, just put your attention behind your lateral line. Is that easier for some people who... Yeah. Okay. (coughs) 
Don't fall asleep. When you're ready, keep your attention there. And if your eyes are closed, open them, but don't let your attention shift. Keep your attention nice and soft and resting in that being place of either the silence of your mind or behind your lateral line. So when your attention is resting there, open your eyes and watch to see if your attention shifts. Let information come in through your vision, as it normally does, but have your attention unperturbed from within you. So up the ante a little bit on your vision and look at a picture, something that would normally bring I like, I don't like, something that would normally stimulate a response. Just have a look at a picture and see if you could absolutely stay there. You're using your hearing sense because you're following the instructions. You're using your intellect and you're using your sight, which is the most stimulating of all the senses. Can you stay there? Is there still a tension resting within, in silence? Somewhere within. The location is kind of a bit nebulous, but the sense is the same. That inner stillness, peace, spaciousness for some. So we'll add in another sense. Touch one hand off another so that there's sensation happening. Just rub your hands together or feel them off each other. Just be aware of sensation. We're just adding in another sense. Can you stay there? Can you process these pieces of information or the texture of your feet on the floor or on the seat, wherever they are? temperature of the air as it goes up your nose. Can you stay there? Have you completely left it and gone into sensation? Or gone into vision? Or gone into the auditory? Don't fool yourself. So when I say now, put your attention on the silence, there should be no shift. There should be no shift. You should be saying, oh, well, yeah, I'm already there. So put your attention either behind the lateral line or the silence of your mind. Let all the other stuff play. It's fine. But do you have to do like a, a gear shift to get your attention back in? If you do, you've left it. 
But if it's if it's just a no, that's there all the time. A smooth kind of reorientation, but you're not changing anything. You're just turning your head, you know. So being there all the time and functioning in the world. That's what happens when you're awake. But your attention is at home on what's real, on capital T truth. The one that doesn't have personal truths. The, the truth of where there's only one truth. When your attention is there, and you can operate in the world. That's how it plays out. So there's always that peace and stillness accessible to you. The trouble is, when you run the me, myself, I, the ownership story, my opinions, my beliefs, my value system, when you run that story, you will eclipse the peace, the calm that is within you. Just overshadows it totally. (laughs) Because now we're in me, myself, I. And we've got this subjective lens of perception which just does not want to know anything about the capital T truth. That that stillness, that peace, that kind of trapdoor to spaciousness and a trapdoor to beyond something else that's kind of empty and... Nothingness. So going in that direction, don't worry about those layers if they're not familiar to you. The peace and stillness inside, great. That's the trapdoor is open as you as you get more familiar with that, as your bandwidth is able to bandwidth of attention is able to cope with it. The trapdoors will open on their own from the peace and stillness to spaciousness, and then like, oh shoot. Spaciousness is just another concept I've been hanging out in, and it gets deeper and deeper. But none of that can happen as long as you've got an investment in the me, myself, I story. None. But it's not sustainable. It's just not sustainable. You get it in glimpses, but you'll have to keep toing and froing and toing and froing. Me, myself, I story. There's a meditation, there's an opening. There's me, myself, I story. I'm going to get into that now and indulge myself for a while. There's the canvas of a a retreat or a YouTube or a sentence or a poem or something. Me, myself, this is how it goes, no? Exhausting. But you can spend lifetimes doing that, you know? Many do. So the unraveling the me, myself, I story is our greatest use of time, really, to give you tools and skills to see what are the hooks that keep you going back there again and again and again. What's so darn interesting? Because if those things weren't there, well, you know, you'd wake up, no? That's where your attention would naturally be, is at home, in peace, in stillness, in calm. Where it would be.
And the, the phrase waking up is, is really useful because the me, myself, I is the reality that you're creating in your mind. Because you can live just as well without it. How come? And you might think, don't be completely chaotic if I wasn't in control. It's like, okay, try it and see. Because it works. It works. Better. So the waking up phrase, you're waking up from your own delusions. It's your delusions about, about right and wrong and good and bad and how it should be and how you could manage the world or the country or something better, you know? It's the grand scale of the me and then the little me has, I want to be treated this way and I should be treated and this is right and wrong and, you know. These are my values and this is how it needs to go for me to be happy. The ownership. Waking up from ownership, if I had to say it in a sentence, it's owning something. That feeling of my opinion. It's the ownership. That's the sticky one. Can you drop all ownership? All ownership. It's the invitation, huh? So is there access right now to the peace of your mind or the peace behind your lateral line? Or is it like gone? If it's totally gone, clap your hand. You've got a half a hand, okay. <laughs> really? I'm so not buying it. I'm so not buying it. Thank you. We've got an honest hand up. All right. <laughs> so it's one thing knowing that the peace and stillness is there. It's another actually having a portion of your attention there all the time. Having awareness of it all the time. Okay, I wanna I wanna pick up one particular thread from last night which might link into one of the more subtle ownership ideas that can catch us out. And now that the board is there, it's convenient. Oh, now it wraps around. Yeah, no, keep going. No, she's oh, there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Waiting on an image here. That would work. Ah, okay. I'm going to backtrack slightly. Because of another question that came up last night. 
The dualistic lens of perception, me, you, right, wrong, in, out, day, night, up, down, everything and its opposite. The dual lens of perception, in and of itself, it's fine. You need it. Otherwise, you're going to not know what side of the road to drive on. Like, you need it. Out there. That, oh, that's dualistic. It's like, language is dualistic. It, it, like, functioning in the world needs duality. Duality isn't the problem. Believing it to be what's real is. It's a functioning tool. It's a lens of perception that enables you to, to manage in the world. It's like putting on yard gloves when you're going out digging. It's a, it's a tool that enables smoother execution. It's all. So duality in and of itself, it's not a problem. So the non-dual perception, where you see that actually everything is interconnected. Most people don't get to see that. Sometimes they get an experience of like, Yeah, it kind of disappeared and all of a sudden I just saw in my meditation or whatever that everything was interconnected, that it was just all one. Great if you get that glimpse. If you don't, don't worry about it. Not everybody gets it. It's a little bit overrated, that oneness theory. Most people go after it as a concept, you know, and they just say, oh yeah, we're all, and it's like you have to try and remember that we're all interconnected, that it's all one. You know, it doesn't quite, it doesn't. It's not, it's not a concept. It's, it's a recognition. And if the recognition comes, fine. And if it doesn't, don't worry about it. Really don't worry about it. It's not an essential thing. But the gem of this, this is the important part of non-duality that we need to get. Now, loads of words for this. I sure will. Mm, okay. <clears throat> so in the non-dual, what is important? There's the unity consciousness. I'm writing in the word unity here. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's, it's blown up as a concept, and I find that most people I talk to who are like into unity consciousness are into the idea of it, because it's much nicer than dealing with the dualistic lens. And they swap out one for the other. That's fine if you can remember to do it, but it's like having a new hobby. You know? That's all that is. So don't worry about it. Unity consciousness. The aspect of non-duality that's down here is that stillness. The silence of your mind. Behind the lateral line. Awareness. Silence. Nothing going on inside you. I remember, Mary, you talking about a rock when you were describing it in the very first time. You were like, well, there's this thing, you know? There's a rock, an, an immovable. You know, it's like, nice word. <clears throat> and so this works as a trapdoor. Uh, if I could draw, which was never really a forte, but anyway, here we have an attempt. Sorry, that's really not going to work. Let's just forget that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm writing the word trapdoor instead. This essentially is being. If you want a good meditation to just, and you're kind of allergic to meditation, because a lot of people are, 
If you want a good meditation to get you into this state, just be. Just be. Sit down and be. Just focus on being. I don't have to be. That's all. I just have to be. So just be for a minute. So integrated within that, is there the peace of your mind or the peace of the lateral line? Or is that kind of a gear shift for you? Are, are they close for you? Just be seems to include everything. There's Just be includes everything for you. There are no questions like, be this or that, or yeah. there's no analysis, it's just, yes. there's a spherical quality. Okay. It so it includes, yeah. 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 Does anybody else feel that, or is there a gear shift? That My name means Queen Bee. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Deborah. So, wow. be my mind instantly inflates. <laughs> Wow, you go to the story of the rebirth. Yeah. Wow. It's another word, you know, another Wow, word. yeah, yeah. Wow. We've completely two opposing Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For Annie it goes down into that, you know, and encompasses all of it. And for David it goes back into the dualistic, there's a regal story here. Yeah. Know what it does for you. You see, you, 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 you can't pick up any tool here. Oh, yeah, Jack said that, or Rupert Spirit said that, or whatever. You know, <laughs> Muji said that, whatever. It's like, does it work for you? What does it do for you? What goes on inside your head? What tools make sense for you? Use those ones. If you need to make notes of other ones for Down River, fine, but you'll probably never again read your notes anyway. So, <laughs> know what's for you, what makes sense to you. But you got to know if... Just be. Does that resource you or not? Does that resource your, your hangout time in, in, in the non-storyland? Yeah, if, it drop, if just be drops you in here, then be. Then make it a habit to just be. If it drops you back in here, forget about it. Find a tool that works for you. This is the wisdom that is so important. You have to have your own toolkit. Why? Because you will walk this road alone. It's alone. You can't go to God with anybody else. Not your pet, not your lover, not your history, not your story, not your friggin' name. Nothing. Nothing. You're walking it alone. Gather your toolkit. Yes, please. Relax. Relax. 
So for some, relax it is implicit, relaxing is implicit in being. But for others, relax is the whew, passageway into being, into nothingness. Where does relax take you? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what's your theme for the week, I think. <laughs> it's looking that way. I like it. If you've had a pattern of anxiety, you will need to have the word relax in there. Because your body needs to be addressed. If your body's had, had a, you know, a, a lot of training to be tense and wired up and re- reactive, it's going to have to be mm, cultivated, n- nurtured, trained to, to wind back down to a place of where it started, which is relax. But some people just get away with being and they're automatically relaxed. If anxiety is your thing, you'll have to add in relax. You'll have to. You've got to bring your body. It's about waking up in the body. So the body is going to hold on to old patterns or we unravel them as we go in your body. Am I going too fast? No? Yes, sir. Would you be willing to write the word relax over to the side? Yes. Because I have that pattern of anxiety. All right. Jack, what do you mean by trapdoor? Yeah. Following that. Yeah. Yeah. This will have happened to a good share of you, I'm pretty sure. Those of you I know anyway. Yeah, most of you. Um, But some people just won't have. And at, at first it feels like a spiritual experience of something that you can't really describe. It will certainly have a feeling or a sense of not being a normal phenomenal experience. The normal you disappears. During the experience, there isn't you experiencing something. You've dissolved into the experience. It often comes as like spaciousness or... Time disappeared. Or just like 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 there was a total ocean of love. But but you weren't anywhere. But just this ocean, infinite ocean of love, bliss, joy, peace, calm, and swallows. There's no you, there's no you in it. But yet somehow, you're able to tell the experience. When you come back from it, you know you have to engage your mind to turn it into an experience. That's, that's it. So spiritual experience, there's no you during the experience. It's kind of indescribable. And afterwards, you know you have to kind of crank up your mind to find words to explain it, but it's not quite it. Because your mind wasn't there at the time. Your mind wasn't registering it. 
you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. I do, but I don't understand why you're using the word trapdoor. Okay. These states bring you to the to the to an entrance point for those experiences. The more you do, the more you hang out in being stillness in that place that doesn't have the me, myself, I, the more susceptible you are to an opening to the expanse, the, the disappearance of you. Okay. I guess for me in the past it's just been a fluid, it's just, I go there and then I come out. I don't, I guess the, the trapdoor just seems like a, okay. just a word that, but I, I understand what you're So it seems saying. too sudden and for you it's gradual. It's just, just happens, it's not like a... But can you make it happen? No, you can't. That's right. You can't make it happen. So that's the idea of like, boop, the, the ground of what was normal, gone. You just fall through. You just fall through. Yeah, you get hung up in the trap. Is that why you call it trap door? No, it's, it's just no for the want of a better term. Maybe you yeah. can find a better term. That's what a trap door does, though. It just drops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the idea. That's how it used to feel for me. Yeah. It's like, woof. It's a drop down. It's a drop down, yes, it is. yeah, and yeah. dissolving, and like yeah. you, the bottom has gone out of your world. You've no reference point, and it's like delicious. Yeah. Somehow. But if you look for the door, you won't. No, if you look for the door, you won't. No, that's right. You won't. You just fall through. You just fall through. And you shift because that's how it feels. It feels like you. Like suddenly it just happens. It does, but you can only say that after after the point. Your mind isn't going to be there looking at it. And maybe that's another reason why trapdoor doesn't feel right, because it's very conceptual. But but I'd like to encourage you to, I suppose, to hang out in that non-me story place and know that, well, that's all I can do. And there's only either going to be an opening to my true being, my true nature, or there isn't. You're not in command of the lever. You don't have your hand on the lever. You don't. That's why trapdoor works for me. Yeah. Because it is something unexpected. And it there it goes. Happens. It's unexpected and you fall through. Yeah. Well, when you're directing your attention, there's a certain level of will there, and that's kind of setting it up. But then when consciousness is there, you, you give up the will. You know? Yeah, the, the will dissolves. On, yeah, the will fades out as, as consciousness, uh, I don't know, is allowed. Yeah. Can it be enough to have the wisdom that to be is the only thing that you can actually not not do, <laughs> and then that will bring you to relaxation, to just being. Being is the only thing you cannot not do. But it it yes okay, being is in there as a substratum, but but if your attention is on the me myself story then that which you cannot not do has no attention and nothing's going to happen. Do you know? You mean as far as letting it flow? And... Yeah, if you're, if you're buying the story of me, myself, I, this ain't going to show up. It can't. We don't have enough attention bandwidth. We're, we're putting our attention on the story-making mechanism in our brain instead of leaving it open and available for pure consciousness to move through. 
Does that make sense? Can you say it again? <laughs> yeah, sure. I think I got Yeah. So when we're in the me, myself, I story, of course, all of this is sitting there. But you have no attention on it. It's natural. That's your true nature, sitting there, underneath all of it. But if you're running me, my story, my worries, my problems, my life, you're miles from any opening coming, because pure consciousness is like, hey, you know, we're, we're running the subject of perception right now. We're running experiences. We're not really wanting to hang out in true nature at all. That's fine. So let's run this. It's kind of an either or. The me, myself, I part of the, of the duality. So while beingness is the ground of what you are, even when you're running the me, myself, I, it's still there. But if your attention isn't available for pure consciousness to take over, and this is like the invitation, this is the listening to pure consciousness. If there isn't an availability, because you're in the me, myself, I story, there isn't an availability for pure consciousness to take over. Well, it's just going to be conceptual. It's like, yeah, the ground of my being is, is already awake. It's like, yeah, but you, you're, you're going to be full of suffering. Like, how, that's where I'm hung up, is how to have the awareness and attention of being, but leave the availability without getting involved. The awareness you know, and the attention not, on, not on like this? A, knowing that Pure consciousness is flowing through because that's more constant. Okay. But it's allowing somehow without yes. knowing or thinking or doing. Yes. So that's where I'm stuck on. Yes. Because yes. I don't want to wonder if it's pure consciousness or if it's not. I don't want anything. I just yeah. want it to flow. Yeah. But how can my attention stay where it needs to be for it to flow without any concepts? Yeah. So there's two ways. One might be the dominant one for you. It usually is for people. There's either retraining your attention to stay inside and not be outside of the world. And the other option is to dissolve all the hooks that are tried and tested and prove to you that there's something worth thinking about in the external, phenomenal, normal, me, myself, I world unhooking. It's like, that's the story I keep running. Alright, okay, why do I keep running this one? How come this one always gets my attention when it crops up? Okay, let's look at that one. Let's look at that one. What, what are the hooks in there? What would you be like without that belief? Where does it protect you? Is it got to do with an old story that you just don't want to let go of? What is the stickiness there? Tell me about the Velcro to that particular thought. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hung up on going to just being as much as possible and allowing that to see very clearly what you're not. It'll, it'll, like you were just saying, the more you spend there, yeah. the more it'll just flow because it'll, it'll, it won't engage with things that are obvious. Yeah. So here's the thing. Can I do that one instead? It's easier. <laughs> be because it's easier, you won't be able to. <laughs> because you're using a dualistic preference. So if duality is prescribing your spiritual path, duality is coming with you. So the preference itself tells me that it won't work for you. You see, you see that? Yes. Okay. Right. So 
Traditionally, when you wake up, you're in an ashram. There will be nobody having sex with you. There will be no touching of money because you, the guru can't touch money. Your food will be made for you. You don't need to go to the store. You don't need to get out in the marketplace. You don't need to do it. If you're sick, a doctor will come to you. Okay, there's not a lot of buttons going to be pressed there. So it was easy for those usually guys, some women, to say, oh, you, just, you just rest in the absolute and all the rest of it doesn't matter. It's like, That's fine. Try going out in the world where you have friends that tell you, you treated me like shit yesterday. And you're like, hmm, all right, actually, let's see. Did I? What was going on for me? And when you have a normal life, you're going to have to do all the, the laundry. The trouble was with the gurus, a lot of them had some dysfunction where there was exploitation going on. You know? Because it was there all the time. It was just buried. Yeah, I don't even have to have all that because my mind can do all the dirty laundry before I even step out. But, um, the, the awareness that comes the first few seconds when you wake up. Yes. If there was a way to start there yes. and wait till the first sensations come, yes. would that be a yes. technique? To, yes. On Friday morning. Do it on Friday morning. It's Steve, is it? Danny. Yeah. Okay. So, the exa Steve's example is... Danny. Can, can, I'm sorry. Danny. Danny. I'm sorry. That's okay. Duh. All right. Okay. Great thought. Um, from, from that example, on Friday morning, if this works for you, if when you wake in the morning, in a regular morning, and there's nothing going on, and you don't even kind of know there's nothing going on. But then your mind remembers, oh, I've got to do this. Oh, it's that time. This is today. You know the way the movie starts a little bit later? That window between when you wake up and when the day cranks, cranks up with stories and obligations and all the rest of it. That window. If we work to expand that window. So on Friday you can do it. There's actually nothing expected of you at all. Nobody will notice if you go to breakfast or not. So with that window, okay, let nothing happen all friggin' day. Nothing. Nothing. That's another way to, to deal with it. Or even like for half the day. It might sound like, oh, that'd be gorgeous. After an hour, tell me how you're doing. After an hour. So to expand that window is a great spiritual practice. I did that for weeks on end at one point, just dedicated solid time to that, to just only, okay, there's that window. Like, let's expand it wider and wider and see what moves. And lo and behold, you'll end up going to the bathroom. You go find some food somewhere or at least a glass of water. You get up. You might or might not have a shower. You might or might not brush your teeth. Let's see. Let's see. Dropping all habits, all behaviors, all values, all of it, so that only the natural movement moves through you. Do it for the whole day. 
What's your name? Renata. So what's happening is that there's a, there's a communication with pure consciousness, with some wisdom that's already within you. And so somehow it's, it's registering. But your mind is like, huh? Huh? So waking up that inner wisdom, stuff you already know. I'm just reminding you of what you already know. Your mind can play catch up. It's fine. Totally fine. Oh, you're Thurston's neighbor. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned something about the neurological component. Yeah. And I don't know if this is exactly how you conceive it, but I, I certainly experienced it in my own thoughts that, that that became a kind of recognition that it wasn't thought, it was just the sense of, of the body pulsating, the living body, everything that's happening is kind of a neurological adjustment to information. And um, so being aware of that, it, it offers interesting dimensions. I mean, at best, if I sit very quietly, I get out of that, and I get to realization of some sort. But on the other hand, on, on ordinary day-to-day -day experience, it's fairly time-consuming, but it's, it's what I have to recognize, I guess. Um, and I don't know any more what you mean by that, except that I, certainly, I'm certainly outside of my emotions as something that's driving things. I'm just recognizing the present, and um, and I'm not sure where you know what what, what comes from, from the next stage. If you're if you're feeling, you're recognizing your, your body pulsating, your heart beating, your you know your adrenaline in your system and so forth is just all happening as an event and, and being admitted into consciousness. So it becomes a way of of getting greater recognition. But I'm not quite sure where to go with that, other than just to do that. Maybe not being quiet enough or calm enough or something. I don't know if you're following me or not. But I am, I think. <laughs> do you believe you're Jack? Yes, I think so. Well, that's, at least that's a theory. <laughs> I have some Jack in there, yes. Hmm. But there's much, the universe is much bigger than Jack. Of course. If you believe you're him. Well, in some respects, it's, it's, like I said, that's the interesting challenge. I mean, to some extent, Jack is a myth. There's a whole big story that goes with that. Focus more on that one. The, the story? Yeah, it's like, why do you believe you're Jack? Who told you you're Jack? Like, unpack that one. Well, there's lots of information and background and history and all that sort of stuff. Does that validate it? Does that prove that you're him? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So how did your identity get wrapped up with the Jack story? A lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of history and so forth. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, no, I don't see myself as being Jack. History is just memory. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. Um, so what do you see yourself as being? If you don't see yourself as being Jack, something else, something bigger, some universal presence, something that is about the present. Not even, not even, not even an entity, just a universal energy, so to speak. 
Try to get that more succinct. And you can take it away with you, you know, because you might have to mull that over or take it for a walk. What feels an authentic identity for you? Take it for a walk, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, if, I, if identity comes into it or history comes into it, I, I, think, I think I'm working at it from a different direction, trying to get into a pure meditation kind of experience. Now, if there's an <clears throat> obstacle, Jack is in the way. I'm after the obstacle, Jack is yeah, in the way. Well, that's, that's, okay, that's a perfectly good question. I, I don't know what it, exactly, or in what way. Or I mean, even if, say, to put my consciousness in the back here, where there tends to be a certain amount of tightness, and that's what comes up right away. Is, it, is there something that I'm doing? Yeah, sure. But am I, am I is there something in, in, in the ebb and flow or sort of the pulsating that is going on there but when I'm relaxing and then not relaxing? Is the not relaxing tied into some other kind of jack history that is just resistant? You've got to figure that out. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure it out. And the likelihood is yes. I'm sorry? The likelihood is yes. Uh, that's where we gotta go. Uh-huh. So it's interesting. Uh, like I have a hard time with the word relax. Um, like, like to be. Yeah. I feel like I can sink into that. You can sink into be. Okay. Yeah, but relax, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like if someone's ah. going to relax. Ah. Um, and, and it's interesting, like in my work uh, as a massage therapist, like, I won't tell my clients to relax because a lot of times if they say relax, it's almost like, you know, they can kind of fight back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it might just be that the word is, is the trigger. So let's try a different word. Can the body let go? You're just inviting your body to let go. Dropping your shoulders, relaxing as your abdomen relaxed. Uh, is your abdomen letting go? There we go again. You know, it's like swapping out the phrase. So what can I let go here? What needs to be let go here? I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that, yeah, that the word relaxes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of counterintuitive in some way, you know? It kind of it triggers a doing and it, it's, it's a very subtle doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if we go through this like non-duality and we get really into being and we go into this great space, and I've been there, but it's like layers, and then I'll go back into duality and it's even more intense than it was half layers. And so the extremes sometimes are almost pain you know, painful. And to go into them, as you said, you know, un- unlock them or untie yeah. them. Uh, you know, is there any tool, tool? What are the tools, you know, to use? Because you know, you go there and you feel that, and it's great. But then it's just like something grabs you back into that duality. And I'm finding that it's layers, or I'll have a cycle where I'm, in, you know, three months or four months or five months or six months, really up, and then I'll start clearing them up go back into this, and then I'm not, you know, and it's just like, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm yeah. feet down here. Yeah. 
but it's still washing it up. Yeah. Washing it up. And do you, is it always, are we always perpetually doing the laundry? Yes. Is the honest answer. Yeah, thank you. But it's a little bit like if you're looking at investments, you don't look at the last two months, you probably look at 20 years to see what's the trend. So if you look at the last 20 years, are the gaps of feeling calm and aware longer? Are they getting longer? Yeah, oh yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Now you're on the right track. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yes. Yes. That's, that's the way to pick an investment. It's steady, incrementally. It's going the right direction over time. Same thing with the spiritual path. And when you go into that duality, it's, okay. it's not like you've lost <coughs> that, but you... It, it just seems to be like the, ga- the game goes up. Like the game's even... More difficult, you're just like, oh, I've got to do this and this. Yes. Yes. Because the mind, the, the, the self-referencing pattern, mm-hmm. the me, myself, I story-making mechanism, is fighting for its life. So it gets a bit more vicious. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got these smaller, shorter windows, less frequently. And like everything that's alive, it will fight for its survival. Everything fights to throw an insect into water. It's going to scramble for the edge to get out. Everything naturally, innately fights to survive. And that part of your brain will too. Yeah. So some people say love that part, you know, integrate that part. Other people say, you know, you know push it. What, you know, sometimes I don't like that part. You know, and it, it's difficult for me to get reference points because I'm like, that's it, you know, like, so I go into my own, you know, another level of duality, so it's almost like a, yes, reflecting back on itself, and it keeps going until it's infinite, and it's just like, this is crazy, so what, what are some tools to, you know, just pull, you know, pulling back is one, be the observer, that, that's great, but are there some other things to do in order to just kind of relax into it, and just move it, instead of really I'm wrestling with it. You know, sometimes it feels like you're wrestling an alligator. So, it, it begs me to ask the question, are you, do you have an idea that, of where you are on the spiritual path? Do you have a self-image about it? Do you have a, a, an, an idea that, that where you are and when this stuff comes up? Because if you're saying, I thought I had done that, it's like, why? Where are you in the picking order oh, no. of your own system? Like, no. I mean, as far as like, on a, no, why is there an expectation that you are anywhere? I guess, be, well, I guess more or less doing the work. I, I don't think there's a linear thing or I'm on a certain path. I mean, I don't know. My path is just to, to, to be and to be loved and to, you know, be with God. I mean, really, that's, it's not that simple. So, it's when these things come up that I thought I'd kind of work through. It's kind of like, wow, I, I kind of thought I got you and, and you're back. So, and I'm not attached to getting a certain place or being enlightened or anything. You know, I, I, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. What matters is the discomfort, like the awareness when I feel this duality and this thing come up. It's like, 
it, it, it doesn't feel like my natural state. So it, it's, it's, it, it's uncomfortable for me, but yet if I brush it off, it comes back in another way, shape, or form. It's like, okay, well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work through this on some level. So there is an idea that when I've worked through something, it's done. Yes. And that's maybe... Can you see that that idea isn't true? Yes. It's like the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> like laundry, you know. It's it like laundry. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. It's the same cyclical thing. The trees die off in the fall. And you know what? They just keep coming. That's the positive side of it. That's the cycle. So if there's another layer to something or another layer to something, so what? If you've arrived at the point, because there are some incremental stages, if you've arrived at the point of where you know you are lovable and you totally unconditionally love yourself, you nodded the first part and I didn't get any response in the second part. Do you unconditionally love yourself? Okay, that'll change a lot. Because when you're viewing the, 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 the pain body, the, the, the pain, when, when the dysfunctional side of duality, the me, myself, I story, when you're viewing that, if you love yourself unconditionally, you will view it from awareness. So the dualistic loop that you're getting caught in is the absence of self-love. And so that's the, you're right, you've got another layer of duality. On top. On top. That's the absence of self-love. Because you're coming at it with some kind of harshness. Another dualistic layer. So for it to heal faster, there needs to be unconditional love for yourself. So that you surround the seeing of an old pattern with the only thing you have, which is unconditional love. And it dissolves much faster, and there's a total openness to if it shows up again or not. In fact, you you don't care if it shows up right. again or not. Yeah, it's just it's just whatever. It's like, oh, that T-shirt again? Yeah, you wore it again since the last time. You know, it's like, yeah, unconditional self unconditional self love. Mm-hmm. So. Um, because this was what was left in this past year of seeing that there is a, not a total self-love still. There's whatever the history. And so how do we get that? How do we get there? Are you still believing what other people have said and done? Apparently. That question, obviously. Yeah. So, to believe anything buys into the dualistic lens of perception. To 100% believe something. So, would you suggest a um, specific uh, course of undoing, like of Byron Katie's work where you un- take a thought and you see, see through it because it's always you can take any thought and see 
You could. You could. First make a list of all the beliefs that are still running. A good, thorough, all-encompassing beliefs. What beliefs are still running? This is actually really useful for everybody. What beliefs are still running? What do I actually believe? I might be embarrassed to admit it, but I do believe it. I want those ones. And then it's like, okay, somehow or other, you've got to get to seeing that they're just beliefs. They were just taken to be true at a time in your life when you were trying to figure out how does this wor world work. And you grabbed that definition, that belief system, that idea, that value. You grabbed it because something more wholesome wasn't available to you. And it didn't get questioned until now. And you've honoured it always because it helped you at the time. So make a list of beliefs that yeah. are still running. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, now step, to, step two, what do we do then? What do we do then to, to dissolve these? Can I see that they're absolutely bullshit? Will I go through Brian Gage's four steps? Lots of ways of doing it. Or just seeing. Uh, just After seeing. That's why you don't even have to do the steps. You just seeing. You is just look key. and just know. Yeah. But they're under there. Yeah. And coming. Yes. Running all the time under the surface. Under the surface. Okay. Yeah. They've got to be exposed. And sometimes just the daylight does it. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yes, Mary. So... In my dreams last night, I, I was in satsang with you. Yes, I, I'm aware. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Um, and I kept running this thing in my head. I I don't have to be good. Yes. All night. Yes. Okay. And so this is now me being bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> just kidding. So when I got up this morning, this isn't with me now. But when I got up this morning, I have never felt more present in my whole life. And I'm pretty present, right? And I'm walking, and I'm, I, I, I didn't have any, I, I was like, oh, man, I need to sleep in. And I found myself in here for the meditation. Okay, so that's how my whole morning has been. And what the feeling was, okay, so what I think I've done, is I have some belief that pure consciousness is going to make me a fucking space cadet. Excuse my French. Okay? <coughs> All right, so that's my belief somewhere in here because I can't be in that because I'm not going to know what's going on. And I was in it this morning, and I knew everything that was going on. I could hear every bird, and the, the sensation that I had was that Pure consciousness was out here, and everything else was following that. Does that make sense to you? And what was the everything else? Everything else that was happening in my world, my, um, my, my mind, my, my body, my feelings, my sensations. Everything was following this this sense of pure consciousness, being the leader, and acquiescing to that. So it was outside of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Were you something different? No, it was it was the sensation. Uh, it was the sensation that that was what was leading me. 
Right. And outside of me, uh, yeah, it kind of had that sensation that it was out here and I, everything else was following. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect for now. And I'd even expand that a little bit, give it a bit more space to see if, can I detect pure consciousness leading the way now? Can I detect it leading the way now? Can I detect it leading the way now? Do is, that, I, is that what was happening? I mean, that was my perception of it. It's your perception, but it's, 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 um, it's a lens of perception that's quite far back. It, it will be obsolete. And, and you'll go back further, but I'd like you to max it out so we can get you stabilized there and then go back further again. Because it was... There was nothing spacey about it. There was no... Oh, yeah. Nothing. I yeah, mean, yeah. it was so present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was having a blast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... it's, it's I, I need you to get familiar with it, to really... Okay, so I'm not understanding what you're saying right now, Jack. I'm sorry. Get familiar with it or... Play with it. Okay. Call in that perspective again. Okay. It's like, right now, can I... Right now, is pure consciousness ahead of the game? Well, if I... Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hang out there. Okay. Hang out there a bit. Especially during lunchtime when there's movement and stuff. And say, okay, can I sense... Can I sense pure consciousness moving there and see that everything else is just imagining that it's doing its own thing, but actually it's all being drawn by, by that's the, something the, that's, else. That's, what, that's the description. Yeah. 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 I need that to integrate in your system. I need you to understand that that is how it works. And then there's deeper than that. But that's a great scene. Okay. Do you understand what Mary's saying? Mm-hmm. What, when that matures, it will turn into an understanding, a real, authentic understanding that there's no free will. You don't have to go there right now. It, it's, it'll, it'll bubble up into that mirror. So if you, if, if you kind of can taste what Mary's talking about, then everything that follows the pull of pure consciousness, the mind imagines, oh, I've got to bring my whatever, my jacket with me over to the, to the dining hall. You thinking of that is completely and totally superfluous on the movement of pure consciousness that is commanding your body to move to pick up your jacket. But, you know, your dualistic lens is going to tell you, if you didn't remember your jacket, you're not going to bring it up. Actually, it's not true. It's actually not true. But... But you have to go to that lens of perception to know what I'm saying is true. Otherwise, it's just a concept. And if I'm just talking a concept, ignore it. Ignore it. So the movement of pure consciousness dictates absolutely everything. Every flick of your eyelids. It dictates everything. But the me-myself mechanism is so darn convincing. When you believe it to be true, you really can imagine you're doing things of your own volition. You really can, and it's totally bonkers. It's totally bonkers, but it's totally believable. Yes, Mary? Well, the, I read somewhere that the Aborigines say that God gave us free will, so we would choose not to use it. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> how beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. Mm. 
We would choose not to use it. Hmm. I like it. Sit. This is what I'm grappling with. Yeah, uh, even when there have been periods where it just seems like awareness and there's not much interest in this character of Sid, there still seems to be that the, the habits of the mind are the ones that where the decisions are made, you know, okay, pick up the jacket or pick up the sunscreen. It's it's from a, I can't track it from what you're describing. Yes. And that's fine. That's fine. If there's a knowing that its origin is from pure consciousness, that's fine. It mightn't be that you have a full-on experience like Mary's having. Not everybody gets shown it the way Mary is. Actually, it's kind of unusual to be shown it that particular way. If you can't track it, for now, can you, can you, pure consciousness is doing this too. Is there any, any acceptance that maybe pure consciousness is doing it? Y- yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But with the experience of whatever the experience of pure consciousness is, there's, there's feelings, there's this, the, 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 the viewing from that place and what's seen and the beauty, and then it becomes... Then it goes to the mind interpreting kind of what the movement will be based on that awareness. I mean, that's how it... Does that make sense? Not really? Not really. Run it again. Okay, so when there is a resting or yeah. an identification of yeah. that, right? Then from that, there are there's a certain way of looking at yeah. looking at others and seeing the self, looking at yes. nature. It's just beauty and oneness and Yes. Yes. So Sid gets this one. Yeah. You can do. You're able to do unity consciousness. Yeah. 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 When when there's a a resting and it feels like a, um, it feels even painful to pull up and pretend to be interacting as the personality of Sid. Yeah. Even in those times, right? Then decisions are still being made from. There's still this sense of this. Personality of Sid deciding oh, to go on a walk, which is, or you know, which is very attractive to be in silence out yes. there, or to you know go and interact with somebody. Yes. It still seems to come from here, and so that's yes. even last night. That's where I was having difficulty with the idea of pure consciousness, yes. kind of moving and directing and deciding. Yes. Okay. This is a simplified version, but well, actually, not so much. Let's let's just do it. Okay, so duality in and of itself is not a problem, but let's break it down into your working mind, which has to apparently make the decision to pick up your jacket to go to the dining hall. Then there's the thinking mind. Oh my God, somebody might steal it. I I should take this. That's me, myself, I. We've got ownership, my thoughts. I'm protecting, I'm defending. Very different gig, same action happens. You still pick up your jacket. So when you make a decision, Sid, to walk in nature alone or to go and interact with people or pick up the sunscreen, whatever it is, your working mind is eclipsing the movement of pure consciousness. Your working mind is taking your attention. All of your attention is on, is on the decision to do something. And so the movement of pure consciousness that is underneath it, really this, 
Your consciousness is doing all of it. And your working mind seems to be the decision-making capacity that it uses to make things happen. But right now, you're still believing that, that the origin of the idea comes from your working mind. You know, the planning mind, the, work, the one that makes things happen. And that's okay. Okay, that's what I haven't seen through. Yeah. Yeah. So, what you can... I keep saying so, so, so. What you can do is be sure that there's no thinking mind in your working mind. Because there is a blurring, almost always, that will cause this to be covered over, eclipsed. When these get blurred, it's more potent, and it will cover this over. For example, uh, you know, I don't really feel like meeting people right now, but I should. I haven't met anybody in three days. Jeepers, I, 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 I gotta go out. Nah, I, okay. We've got preferences going on here around the decision to go for a walk alone or socially interact. Now we've got the ownership and the preferences and the desires in here. So we've got a blend of the two now. For sure there's no space for this. For sure. That's what's going to do it. So watch for, watch for ownership of the working mind. Because the ownership is what will help you to decipher if you're bringing thinking mind, the personal, into decision-making processes, which is this one. Um, this is where it gets where it gets a little difficult here is then putting the attention to the uh, the the mind and the thoughts. Yeah. To try to I guess I don't know if you use the word kind of dissolving of those. Um, this is it's great. I'm struggling a little bit with this. That's um, all right. Because can I get back to you? You can? Or you could just keep breathing. To move with some deep breathing. Here, here's, here's the thing. So, like the paradox, like for here, the, you talk, when we talk about the tools of the mind to free ourselves from that, there's the giving attention. And giving attention to that. Okay. Thank you. Gotcha. Yeah. Danny. I want to pick it up. Not there. Steve. Danny. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> you can call me Steve. I want to. Oh no! Don't confuse me. I don't want to pick it up there, but it has something to do with me personally, and um, I often feel that everything is coming from pure consciousness, and the working mind. I have the awareness that things are just happening and it feels great because I just let, let it flow. And I do things, you know, daily things, uh, mm. errands, whatever, work, and I can sense that I'm not involved and it feels yeah. great. Yeah. But where I get hung up is the minute I start doing something that's not so just being, you know, just daily life, like something bigger. Um, so easy to get involved. Tell me what decisions. type of thing that is. Last time I saw you, <laughs> it is the example to create something big, like build an orphanage or something. Not just picking up your coat and, you know, it's almost unconscious thinking, but 
it's it's just pure consciousness actually coming through and making you just exist without having to, you know, into function in daily life. But the minute I start to do something bigger, more productive, that takes decision making. How do you let the decision making also come from pure consciousness and not a thinking mind or ownership? So, can you make decisions that are don't have me, the Danny character, in there? Yes, picking up my coat. Okay, <laughs> but why can't it decide bigger, something somehow, bigger? Why can't I it? Get hook up, you know, I start to think about outcomes and. But why are you personally involved then when you're thinking about outcomes? Because that's that's the working mind. Something that's in my thinking mind must be picking up um, um, attachments to an outcome or uh, goals and things like that that start to become more personal. Yes. Something is becoming personal. When it's big, it's personal. That's where I have a problem with how to keep a drive going for something big without making it personal. What is the drive for doing something big? Does it start off with a personal agenda? No, it can be just something that's from the heart and yeah. with love. Yeah. But um, With no brownie points at all? Right. Okay, great. Right, because it's the thing to do. It's just natural. Yes. Yeah. from the heart and it's yeah. um, uh, compassion or yeah. love or something like that. Yeah. And so I go with that. All right. Because it feels so right. Perfect. I, I don't really want anything from it. It's in somebody else's hands. Sure. From God, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. And that's fine because we're here. We might as well do something. Indeed. But the minute I start to think about how it's going to unfold or how to make it happen, I start to be more involved personally. I don't know how to let that go and still make it all work out. You know what I mean? I do. The part of your brain that does planning, outcomes, the strategizing that's more long-term to see the pitfalls, that nitty-gritty, that part of your brain is used to having a personal component involved. More control. Yeah, there's control, you're minimizing some personal fallout. It's that your neurology has a habit of doing that work with a personal agenda. You learned how to do that somewhere. The task is to develop neurology where you can do that component of planning a big project without having the self-referencing woven in there. It's a neurological thing. So, Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. So would it be some sort of techniques to um, keep coming back to why I'm doing it in the first place to, to make it... Yeah, to bleed love? that in. Yeah, that would work. It's like, okay, I'm doing it from here. I'm doing it from here. I'm going to stay true to this. That it's love and compassion only and it's flowing and there's no need to see any... And call the bluff of the self-referencing part. The me, myself, I. It's like, if I make a total mess of this, I'll take it. I'll take it on the chain. Because the me, myself, I is always trying to defend and protect it. That will be its agenda in there. So call its bluff. It's like, yeah, you might get egg on your face with this, 
so be it. We're going to follow the route of love. And if the route of love let, makes us have egg on our face, I'll take it. I'll take it. Then it loses its potency. It's dialed down a bit. So it's having to check in and keep making sure it's coming from a place of love and all of that. Yeah, and take the power away from the, the me story. You, you have to take the power away. It won't just work. What, what's the best way to do that? The reason that the self-referencing network is in there in the first place is that somewhere in your history, you learned the hard way. You learned that i got to watch my ass, really, when I'm doing planning, the planning part of a project. i got to be super careful here. So there's an extra attentiveness that goes in there because the fallout might land on your lap. So that is in there from an old experience. If you can find the experience and throw it out, great. Because seeing it often will just do that. What we've got to do is dismantle the two so that the personal isn't involved when you're doing the planning, so that you're in that stillness during the planning. So get quiet. Go into that being still place. And from there, it's like, okay, I'm going to do whatever it is, income and expenditure, long-term, five-year plan on this. I'm going to do outcomes and short-term aims and long-term goals. I'm going to do all that part now. This morning, I'm going to give it a first hash. Am I in my being place? And you watch the self-referencing, saying, no, no. If this is a mess, it's actually fine. You're not saving me anymore. I don't need you. And damn, you know, it's not easy to create new neurology. It's not. It feels like you're doing a math problem and you just can't figure it out. Or a crossword puzzle and the darn thing is just looking at you in the face and you know it's dead simple. You know that kind of, you're pushing through. It's got that feeling that you're pushing through. Because you are, you're pushing through something to create a new electrical circuit to where there wasn't one. So expect that resistance and frustration. Push through the frustration. That's how you create new neurology. That's the sensation of creating new neurology that I found. So there's a few components to it. You've got to watch the self-referencing as it tries to crank up and help you. So call it bluff. I say, it's fine. If I make it my face, it's fine. You're not protecting me anymore. Don't need your help. I'm prepared to take the fall on this if it's disastrous because, you're, you, because I'm not listening to you. Okay, now it's, it's dialed down. Now we've got to develop the neurology. Is that, is that a path you could take? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Developing new neurology is a lot of work. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, because I mean, well, I see the paradox that comes up with exactly what you're saying there is you've got to be willing to fail and you've also got to be willing to succeed. You've got to be willing to take what comes the joy of succeeding and you've also got to be willing to see it's worth it if you fail. I mean, this is a little emotional conundrum. You've got to basically be prepared to yes. embrace on all sides. Yes. Make things be as they are. Because the thinking mind will want, I only want the good stuff. And the thinking mind is going to try, well, this is the good stuff. Waking up is the good stuff. So it really, really tries to come with you in the sneakiest ways. And that's what we're doing here. It's like, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> like I say, succeeding also has its own little complications, which is that you've done something and 
then you've got to be prepared to accept that you know you did something good and people appreciate it and, and you know that's part of what it is. So ownership is all over that too. Yeah. It's the same. The consequences of losing and the consequences of succeeding are the same. Don't let them be a source of happiness or disgruntledness, mm -hmm. either of them. Mm -hmm. Stay inside. That's where your sense of well-being comes from. Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. Darling, you had a hand up, and there was a hand up someplace over here or two. Elizabeth? For me, it seems like I can sit in spaciousness and have this you know, wonderful feeling of falling into myself. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I can be there. And if I shift, and it can happen without any intention, the shifting, there is a contraction. And it's like, I'm beginning to wonder, if I cannot engage my working mind without my thinking mind showing up, uh -huh. and I self-reference, and it's painful, uh -huh. I feel it, yeah. I can feel the contraction, yeah. and it's like I cannot use my thinking mind without my thinking mind showing up, yeah. and I also can see this linear thing of personal self. I see it running. I see it. I don't know how the it, it formed and what there is that makes it stick together. But anyway, that's my experience. It's like I can't go there without this contraction. The, you know, the function yes. working. Yes. So, yes. At least I see that. Yes. I can see that. Yes. Good. And, I'm, you know, it's the unhooking of the, the personal <coughs> self-referencing. It's the belief in that. It's the belief. It's the belief. I know that. Yeah. It still contracts. Yeah. Maybe less, but it's, you know, I see it. Yeah. And I know it's the belief in that. Yes. It's just, I'm just like walking here. I had a thought. And it was a judgment, and I thought, oh, well, there's a thought, and then there's the judgment. Yeah. I saw that occur. Yeah. And it's when it's self-referencing, you know, it's just is there. So who would you be without that self-referencing? Uh, much more. Much, I'd be much more without that. I'd be, you would? You'd be without yeah. it? What would that be like? It's, it would be lovely. For, for whom? Just for existence, for for the experience of for the experience. Because you wouldn't get to self-reference and have the experience. Oh, this is nice, because that's self-referencing too. So very often it's it's you see. I do like that. That's the problem. Yeah. Very often. Yeah, I do like that. Is I want to I want to I want to wake up, but I. I want to enjoy it too. I want, I want the experience of it. And it's like, well, sorry, the experiencing capacity is over here. So something's trying to come with you for the ride. And it's like, okay, I'm prepared to switch off for the, when she's on the cushion, when she's meditating. But, but actually, the rest of the time, no. <laughs> well. It wants to be there for the ride. So there are beliefs, Elizabeth, around. I'm just going to throw out some. You have to find what's appropriate for you. Yeah. 
Let's let's go out for it another way. I'm changing my 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 tack here a bit. Why is there so much attention needed for the Elizabeth character? I, you know, I'm questioning that. I I I wonder that myself. If attention didn't go there, would she scream because she needs attention? Or can she die off and just... I question how it, the patterns, uh, you know, became invested. Yes. I do question that. Yes. I don't see what it is that did it, yes. that created it, but I question it. Yes. Okay, you don't see what created it. It's like I can feel it, but I don't mm, can't envision the. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. One place we can go with this is to dial down the self-referencing. Can there be a sense of Elizabeth rather than it there being full ownership? Right. I can see that. Yes. You can see that. Okay. That might be a way, a route forward. To just see it. Yeah. And it's just like, can there be a sense, a sense, rather than a full-on me who's having the experience? Right. Without being immersed in it. And it's much less believable. Yes. It is. It just is something happening. That's right. It's just something happening. It isn't. The investment isn't there then. No. experience all that. Yeah. And then can that become your new MO or do you keep going back? Or does it feel like it's too conceptual? It just depends on if I'm present. Ah. You know, there's times where you just get immersed and swim in that. Yeah. And then there's times where this on the spaciousness there is a feeling of wonderful there. So you're saying that that goes with the thinking mind, but I mean, that is, that calls, that is a, a preference to be there. But when I'm there, then I have more of a, I see the picture, so to speak, rather than being swimming in it. Here's something that might be useful, is to find a sentence to recondition the pattern a little bit and um, it might work to to say there is no personal eye you know the personal eye is the self-referencing one would it work if you if you repeated there is no personal eye I remember doing that for, for like ages and it, it darn it broke it broke something down there is no personal eye there is no personal eye so anytime the self-referencing it's like that's your go-to it's like ah there is no personal eye there, there is no personal eye there is not, I know, but yeah. it's just there, you know. So you know there is no personal life. But your thinking suggests and your attention supports the lie that there is one. And it's like the working mind and the thinking mind are like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's this, just habit. I think it's just habit. Yeah. Yeah. This might explain it too. This is called the task-oriented network. 
it's a neurological circuit in your brain. This, hmm, actually the ownership part, okay? Like, it's the, it's the me, myself, I, the self-referencing part. This is called the default mode network. I think it used to be my pathway to love. That, that. The yeah. default mode network was your yeah. pathway to love. Ah, that would give it potency. Yeah. Aha. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Nice one. And of course it's not. Yeah. No, no. It's personal love that comes with rejection and it's external and it's absolutely whimsical. Yeah. Ah, well done. All right, there's the glue that bound it together. Yay. Will you repeat the T-O-N? Task-oriented network. It used to be called the task-positive network because they thought there was a task-negative network, but there isn't. So, task-oriented task network. The other one is default mode network. So these, like, this was like in 2001, I think, or something, they discovered this. And they discovered it from um, doing fMRIs on people who were given tasks to do. And different readings came out when the tasks were all over. And they're like, shoot, what, what, what's running now when the tasks are done? What are you thinking? What's going on? It's like, well, I'm just planning what I need to do after this. The errands I need to run. I'm like... So then they started watching to see what goes on here. And, and yeah, the sense of personal eye, all of that stems here. I started looking recently at images of fMRIs. Almost all of them, the task-oriented network is overlapping with the default mode network in almost all of them. When you wake up, they're two separate things. They're two separate things. The working mind is the task-oriented network, not the totality of it. Yeah, task-oriented. So the working, that's what That's yeah. the working mind, yeah, it does decisions, it does tasks. It's unemotional, it, it does tasks. It can overlap with emotions, but it works better without them, actually. It's just doing tasks, no? And the ownership, the sense of self, me, myself, I. If your task-oriented network, just like... Danny was saying, if your task-oriented network cranks up, and Elizabeth, the default mode network, there's a coupling that doesn't need to be there, which actually needs to separate. Mm -hmm. It needs to separate. Mm -hmm. Because you need your, your task operating system so that you can function in the world when you're awake. And if it's going to crank up yourself, your sense of personal eye, what's going on? You can say, oh yeah, my sense of self is there, but I don't believe it. It's like, uh, yeah, you hear a lot of that. You know? Bullshit. Um, okay, so is the working mind pure consciousness or it's connected? It's part of your brain okay. to help you to function in the world. It's the... Uh, computer. Yeah, it's a computer. It's a piece of software. <coughs> um, so consciousness originates outside the brain. <coughs> and it's like the body is a glove on top of the hand, which is pure consciousness. You know, it's using this facade to play, to create, to manifest, to see what it can do, to imagine that it's separate from itself. And the glove says, oh, I'm a glove, I'm a pure, autonomous, independent thing. And it's like, you're not doing shit without pure consciousness. No, no, I know. If I didn't take my jacket over, it wouldn't come. It's like, really? Really? 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so, like the working mind, well, this is good and bad, but um, like, so the working mind is okay? Like, yeah, you need it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, to operate more with just the working mind and let go yes. of the thinking. Mind. Yes. Yes, yes, it doesn't, it doesn't block out pure consciousness at all. So you're booking a flat. It's like, okay, I, I need to go somewhere on these dates. Okay, that's the cheapest one. I need to come back on these dates. Easy. No, if there is, oh shoot, I always miss planes. Um, I better, you know, stay in a hotel, airport hotel than I before. And, okay, now we've got the me story going in on it. We've got the two of them booking the same flat. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Jimmy, your hands up a while. Oh, I just wondered why they call it default. Because when you're not doing anything, you default to it. Until you default to, to pure awareness. It's the rabbiting on that goes on. For me, it stopped completely, completely for a few years. So I, I didn't even know that it stopped, like because I didn't even have the thought that other people are thinking, or that I used to be thinking. I mean, there was just no thoughts at all. So it completely stopped for a few years. And it was, it, I had to crank up my task-oriented network. Like, because I forgot how to do certain things. I forgot some language, that kind of stuff. So, so it's the, the breakup, you know, it was not an amicable breakup. So... <laughs> meditating forever, of course, your, your, your brain won't have the opportunity to redevelop this. If you stop meditating and stop hanging out in that, even post-awakening, the same old crap will start up, but the volume is low. If there's unresolved stuff, the volume cracks up, and it stops the movement of pure consciousness and you have your own personal agenda that needs to spin out, have its experience. See? today when I was going for a walk and I was um, I was saying the mantra Can you hear? Yeah. I was saying the mantra to myself, mold me, shape me, bend me, use me and uh, and feeling that, you know, good feeling with it. And then I hit the boardwalk and I saw all those names and I realized, oh they were all shaped and molded and bent and used. So I started saying, uh, I am molding, I am shaping, I am bending, I am using. And really flipped Good. something for me. Uh -huh. Because I realized that even though Ginny seems to be thinning out, I still have a lot of identity in being the server. Uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. Getting juice out of that. Even uh -huh. though it's, it's like not as bad of juice as maybe some other, in my mind, you know, in my conditioning, but I'm starting to see that, that uh, it's no big deal. It's just, it's just something that can operate, you know, the radiant consciousness yes. operates yes. through this, yes. in, in that capacity, yes. and not have it be a big deal, not have it be good or bad, Okay. 
Okay. And if it doesn't crowd out the stillness that knows yeah. nothing about any of that story, yeah. it's okay. But if it crowds that out, yeah. all right, we've got to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yes, Rich. Could we say that the world, or the perspective of duality, is formed out of consciousness through the genetics and conditioning of being human? That's right. And in recognizing that from the perspective of non-duality, there are no choices. That even any attempts to change ourselves is simply trying to change the conditioning that we've learned. And that the role of the teacher is to point in those directions to help us see where the conditioning needs to be yes. changed. Yes. But ultimately, everything we do is is not what we're doing, it's just happening. Yes. And knowing that, truly knowing that, you can relax and just let it all happen. Yes. You can relax and let it all happen. Okay, oh, that's it, the first red flag yeah, now. Okay. Relax. Just it's just relaxed. It's, it's it's not like there's there's this If you're relaxing drive. because of the consequence of the concept, we're in no, trouble. No, it's the it's the, the drive to change just sort of falls away. Yes, it does. But there's something is happening by itself. Not because it's a good idea, but because it's like, darn, that thing is just happening by itself. Yeah. Well, the story disappears. Yeah. 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 Or it's just seen as a story. Mm-hmm. Okay, there it is again. Yeah. And there's that doesn't take away the conditioning. Yeah. The conditioning reappears, as you said, as suggested earlier. It shows up again and again. Sometimes it's left, it's abated somewhat, but it, until it doesn't. Yeah. Until it doesn't. It, until it doesn't show up enough to ever eclipse anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The silence and stillness and timelessness yeah. is always there. Yeah. And it feels like kind of moving the furniture around. It's like, oh, okay. So that doesn't kind of work in that context. So saying that hurts them. All right. And you're just moving the furniture around. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing else going on, you know? Yeah. Darling, your hand came up ages ago. So when you're talking about the neurology, yeah. I noticed the last year, this year, that weekend, I get this massive headache on the side of my brain. It's like on the my left? mind is on the left. Uh-huh. It's like my mind is clawing at to keep going. So what do you do for that? Yeah, that's the fight to survive. It's going to lose the battle. It's going to lose. Inside, are you used to winning? I bet you are. That's why it's that's why it's clawing. It's like I'm going into territory that I'm not familiar with and that I've spent my whole life avoiding. So fuck this. Sorry, it's <laughs> Well, I translated. <laughs> so, getting used to 
we're going to fail here. You ultimately will lose. The mind is very often on its knees, but it ends up being hopeless, helpless. It does its darndest to come with you. Does it? Darnest to wake up and be there to get the ice cream. But it's going to lose. It will lose. Because the movement from pure consciousness will see to it. So it might be worth having a conversation with your mind about losing. There's a place you can't go. There is an, um, a, 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 a end to your efficacy. You're going to become more and more dysfunctional. You know, in terms of, I'm not interested in you, I don't need you. So the default mode network. The sense of self that you've always kind of preserved and cranked up and was your main guiding force. That's going to become the problem. And so can I let go of that? And that's the surrender that's asked of us. It's not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> It's not really, you know, and that's why most people like to, oh yeah, let's just grab a spiritual concept and it's all happy clappy and it's like, this stuff is bloody hard, it's serious, and it asks everything of you, like everything of you, until there's no you left, you know, until there's just the energy that, 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 you, that comes through your form before the overlays on top. So the tools that helped us to survive and get this far are the very frigging problem at this point. It really is an ultimate letting go. So yeah, resistance happens, that's for sure. I'd like to fast forward to the end. <laughs> <laughs> but you missed the fun of falling apart. <laughs> That's an experience that needs to be had too. It's the flip side of being the one who, you know, who's successful. You know, the, the breakdown of that, the flip side of everything tends to want to show up so that we see that neither is actually right or wrong, but just two different shapes of the same energy. Right, this hand is up. Yes, I know there's another thing. Yeah. I just was curious. So when you're resting in the right side, yes, duality, yes, isn't it the it's the frontal lobe of the brain, like yes. the prefrontal cortex that's yes. lighting up? Yes. So the TON and the DMN, where where does that are they in separate areas of the brain? Do you know where they light up? If yeah, they, they, they yeah they they network they go crisscross across the the best images of them are top down images of the brain. They cross, the they cross over, they cross back. We thought at the, at the start the default mode network was totally on the left because that's where the labeling is, that's where the, you know, the, the, the subject-object perception. And it's more on the right brain that you have that objective overview kind of creative thing. Right. But the more we're, we're discovering now with fMRIs, there is no clean cut between left and right brain at all at all. We can see these other layers, the real potent layers, they're jumping over and back. So they don't really originate in one area, like the, it's, it's pretty well known that the prefrontal cortex is what lights up with yeah. the other, yeah. but there's no yeah. definitive origination of, I don't know why I'm curious, but... Well, I, 
Yes. I don't think that consciousness is the brain. Yes. Right? Like no, consciousness so, isn't in the brain at all. And it's not the no. brain. So, but we are fascinated by those yes. MRIs. Yes. And and have you seen the ones of realized people? I'm not that interested in them. Okay, yeah. there you go. So we yeah. are or not. It's like yeah. that neurology is... Yeah. But this is a good question of how do you get into the default mode that is being... How do you default to being and practice? So so, so the de- we might be mixing terms. Like the default mode network is the personal, the me, I know, myself, I. I know, but you... So you want to default into pure consciousness. You kind of said that. Yeah. It just kind of... That's right. We're kind of... Yes. Practicing. Yes. This isn't about me. And That's right. Nothing is going wrong. That's right. So, never. Yeah. So you're pushing away from from yeah. that network. Yes. Yeah. What is SMRI? F. 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 A functional MRI. It's just much more detailed. So what do the realized ones look like? The task oriented doesn't doesn't link up with the default mode network. Is it green or yellow? Or? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen them either. I've only heard of them. Yeah, and there's more of those, yes, there's more of those waves. Those yeah. Alpha waves? Is it, is it one of those waves? Of, uh, yeah, the ones alpha, when meditation yeah. happens. Yeah, the, there tends to be that, that those waves tend to come through a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh, just years ago, I think I mentioned this to you once, um, I was in a satsang, a very large satsang, suddenly I heard this voice, and it said something that I, I would never think of putting it this way. It said, a saint is someone who has no axe to grind, yeah. which is a separation of those two. So, and also, just the second part of the question or comment, um, I thought I was kind of over a certain pattern, and all of a sudden it reared its head very, very vigorously. It has to do with being overly responsible, concerned about hurting other people, uh, and that's all obviously tied into strongly to duality. But um, I guess I'm asking for like a tactic to best. Up till now, it's been very abated, and it's felt like because it was because I was just sort of not paying attention to it. Yes. So yes. to continue in that mode seems the best way to go. Just don't pay attention to it. Yes, but. The stumbling block is imagining that you're done with it. Yes. Well, is it traditional for it to, if there's anything traditional in all of this, for it to come up strongly like that? Because these are the most potent parts of my bondage, basically. Yes. As far as this life experience has been. Yes. This is the most, this is where the rubber hits the road for me. Yes. In terms of being trapped. Yes. And it's very painful because it's... Yes. Exactly where all the pains come from yes. in this life. Yes. You know, so I'm being met with it and I'm like, wow. So would you be okay if it never disappeared fully? Does it well, need to be gone? Well, there's a concomitant physical thing that happens which creates discomfort in the body, so that's hard to ignore. Are you okay physical. if it never leaves you? Like, I thought I was done with it. That's the problem. Right. Are yeah. you okay if you can see that that's a lie? Yes. Can you be welcoming it and open it? That can show up as often as it wants. I don't care. It's just going to go the way it goes. So no, don't seek, re- seek a phenomenal resolution, but 
just no, no. The no, idea. I'm saying don't do that, but rather no. Yeah. It's the I, I'm after an idea. There okay. is an idea yes. that you can be done with it. That's the problem. Oh, okay. The idea that I can be done with this. This can stop totally. Right, right. You've bought that idea. That's the problem. Okay. That's the controller. That's wanting something better. That's rejecting an experience of consciousness. It, like, if we push something away, you can be sure it's looking at it. That's, that, that's, yes. that's an axe to grind. Yeah, that's the axe to grind. Yeah, that's yeah, an axe to grind. Okay, so just... So just, just, yeah, tune in on that, right. like, until we meet again in the afternoon. Okay. It's like, I have to be at the place of total, authentic acceptance that this pattern of thinking might never go. Probably will never go. Can I welcome it? Can I make it my friend? Can I just say, okay, this thing is just going to come up throughout my life? Right. We can do something if there's that acceptance. So work not just conceptually. Yes. Know? Yeah. Go into in, that. Just in the that. body. In the body, it has to be a felt experience. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. It brings a lot, a lot of sorrow. That's the work to do. Get through as much as you can by the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> just say it. I got it. I apologize. Welcome to my world. <laughs> painful to avoid the work than to do it. But there's an agenda in the self-referencing network, in that ownership. It's got an agenda, and it will say, no, 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 I can protect you, I can help you, let's, let's, let's not change. Everything changes around you, but let's not change. You know, and it's kidding you. But, but as long as you believe it, and you're getting something out of this, you'll believe that garbage too. And grief is contagious. Hmm. <laughs> It does spread. It does. We feel each other's grief. Yeah. Just beautiful, actually. We share it, you know? Yeah, it has it on. <laughs> I just had this realization that really it had experienced a week from hell with one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. And I know you felt, you think you were checking in and feeling what was going on, but and just realizing that it was all brought, I think, to a head right before I came here. Even the day that I came, it, everything kind of just... And so I am so aware of triggers, you know, the things that are still triggering me. Yeah. And it I get emotional already, but um, so... At some point, I'll take the chair. And, yes. But I, I know exactly what they are. 
and good. I just have to t- figure out, you know, what yes. is what? Is, what am I clinging to? Like, yes. what, what? Why are these still blockages? Yes, because they're there. Yes, but I can't find the silence. It's like the it's you, can? I, yeah. you can, you can, yeah. Like this morning was so beautiful. Your meditation, like I wish that you would do it every morning, <laughs> or I guess I can't just do it every morning. But oh, just when we started that time, so yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, so like it's there, you know, it's there. There's access to it, but it just there's things that just. I mean, I know what they are. I just got to figure out how to unravel them. Yeah. So when there's a trigger, you'll be looking for the belief, what's believed underneath it. And something that's not true will be believed. See if you can find what's, what do I believe? That can take you halfway there. Because they're the things that are actually not true. But we cling to. And anything that doesn't align up with that is a trigger. That's how it works. And then if we wrap our value system into it, our emotions will come along. And that compounds it and enriches it. You see? But the bottom line will be a belief. Emotions for me just will come. Like I'm not thinking values, I'm not thinking anything. It's just in the act of speaking this, the emotions rise. Right. You know? I mean, right. Okay. But yeah, there's just a lot. <laughs> so I'll work my way through it. Yes. We'll get to it. By lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I just want to make sure, I know this is coming from my thinking mind, but I just need to make sure I'm seeing this. I can access the silence. I can do that. And this is challenging. I mean, it's super challenging because it's, I can understand the working mind, but the thinking mind comes in. So what I've done this morning is just, once I recognize it, just go back to the silence. And it seems to dissipate. Yes. Whatever that is. Yes. So I don't want to make it too complicated. Uh Uh-huh. I want to keep it simple. So just recognizing it, not... I, and I know that a lot of the thinking mind is coming from concepts or beliefs or whatever. But if I take the time just this morning and try to go there, it seems complicated. Right. It's easier yeah. Yeah. to go right back into the silence. Yes. Yes. It doesn't stay there. It, but just to so, go back into the silence, that other thing. Whatever it was, I'm thinking. Does the thinking mind completely take over the silence when it's active? No, because I can go back into the silence in a yeah. split second. It's, it's there. It's there. It's there all the time. Yeah. 
That might be as good as it gets for me. The volume goes down when we don't pay attention to it. You know, the moment that there's like, oh yeah, there's there's thinking mind that's just yappity yap garbage. That turn, noticing of that turns down the volume. And for some people, that volume stays, you know, at a moderate to low level for the rest of their phenomenal life. And for others, it completely disappears. But it tends to be those who meditate because of neurology. They tend to create a habit of hanging out here. And meditation will do that. And if we don't meditate so much, the brain is going to try and recreate and recreate new patterns, like, like it does after a stroke. Or like it just tries to, okay, let's run a circuit here, let's run a circuit there. Default mode network is, is challenged. Okay, let's try and build it over here, build it over there. So the big breakthrough has happened because this is never out, it's never gone. You see? So now it's managing this. You've got to figure out what works for you. So are you saying then that it is important to recognize it, the, what you're thinking as uh, a concept or a belief or in addition to going back into the silence? So for, for me, like if I meditate, this completely disappears. And it was gone for years, but I don't meditate anymore. So, so there's a little bit of chatter, but I never believe it. I just never believe it. Do you believe it? You don't believe it either? No, I don't believe when my thinking mind starts. Yeah. No, I don't believe it. Yeah. But it, it just keeps, it pops yes. back up. And I have to, and I don't know whether it's going... Okay, now I'm just trying to decide if going back into the silence is a process or do I just want it and it's there except until I recognize it and then I, I have to say, okay, silence. You know, I, am I doing something? Is this, I don't know if I'm explaining yeah. this very well. Yeah, some people do and some people don't. Some wise old sages that, that I, I must admit think had a very good idea of it said, you've got to watch the mind all the time. You just have to watch the mind all the time. It's going to keep trying cranking up. The big shift is whether it's believed or not. So for you, it's not supported. It's not believed. Or for, for me, it's not supported. It's not believed. And for you, you don't believe it either, you're no. saying. Yeah. It doesn't bother me if it's there or not. So if there's an idea of that it, that it would be better if it wasn't there, maybe that's what suits Barbara, is that it's not there. You've got to figure out, or is there an attachment to it not being there, or is there an idea that it shouldn't be there? What, what, what is your relationship with the, the, the yakety yak of the thinking mind? And make sure there's nothing hiding there. That makes sense. And find out what works for you. At this point, it's very much kind of like, is there, is there anything that needs to be unearthed in this? Is there anything still hiding? 
And if not, it's like, okay, actually, what supports me best? Like, what food supports me best? What practice in my brain works best? Just what works best? Because it's not believed anyway. Right. You see? Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So at that point, just check in and say, okay, does, does, does it bother me if there's, if there's, I'm sorry, I, I forgot the bench, this trousers, everything is going to fall on the floor again. Um, <laughs> too much information, I know. Um, and it might change, Barbara, because, because the brain is constantly trying to recreate stuff. If you lived in an ashram, there would be forced meditation all the time. And there wouldn't be these external stimuli getting conversations going. There wouldn't be your husband coming home from work in the evening and into chatting about his day. There isn't new stimulation all the time about, that is of the world. If you lived in an ashram, you'd be giving satsang all the time. So you'd be talking from this place all the time. There wouldn't be a need to go back into the dualistic perspective and talk, be the role of a wife, a homemaker. You see? So these kind of things crank up our neurology in a way that there is no map for. You see? So you've got to find what works for you. What serves you best? Is it, is it down low or do I need to just actually just dismiss it all the time? You've got to figure out what works best. And it will change because there's no stop in your brain. It's going to decide, okay, let's, let's run circuitry this way. Let's run circuitry that way. You see? <coughs> This morning, with this, you know, up on the board, I, I don't feel judgment about it. And generally there is. Yeah. There is a lot of judgment. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel it this morning. It's easy just to look up there and yeah. go back to the silence. Great. But, um, so I guess that's an area or something that I would need work, um, need to look at. Because there isn't judgment? Because, because if their judgment comes up, right. that's something I need to... That's right, that's right. If it's believed. Yeah. If it's believed. Right. You know? Yeah, does judgment feel different to you? Like there's the yakety yak in the background. But judgment has a... Has a Judgment is very dense. Do you feel the density of judgment or is judgment in there with the rest of the yakety yak? Um, no, it's, it probably is more dense. It feels deeper. Yes. Good. Good. Okay. That one needs to go. Like? Mm -hmm. Oh, I was just going to say it's like fear. Yes. Yeah, that yes. We've talked about. Feels denser and yes, deeper as that's well. It. That's it. Those two things, that's the, yeah. those are the key. They're the contraction points. Yeah. yeah. But just sitting here and recognizing it quickly, you know, and then going back to the silence feels wonderful. Hard. I mean, challenging in that it's not, it's not going to go away overnight. Does it need to go away at all? No. I would like it to. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. So from that starting point, 
all right, does it work better for the Barbara character if she, if she does practice, drop the thinking, go into silence? You know there's nothing new to be gained from it. The depth of your awakening is there. But do you continue, are you somebody who continues to watch the mind, or are you not? And there's no win or lose in either of them. It's really what suits you better, what honors the personality more. But that choice is a good one to make knowingly, and it might be different in a year's time. Okay, so the choice would be to watch the thinking mind yeah. or not watch it? Yes. Is that it? Is that to, to shift from when you see it, from when you see it, to shift back your attention totally into, into the silence. Or see it and, and not care at all. Just dismiss it. Yeah, and just like, okay, it can be on in the background. You've, you've nothing at all that responds to it. Neither is better, it's just a preference of the personality. And I thought for a long time, something else, but you know. Ten years later, in my own journey, it's like, oh, actually, this is what they were talking about. Those, those teachers that I, that I think knew what this was about, really. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. At this moment. Yeah. Which would be best. Yes. But I like being able to recognize it. Okay. And um, quiet it. Yeah. It really, if I go back into the sense, it just disappears. Yeah, I know. It's not there. Anymore. That's right. It's not there. It's not there. Yeah. Yeah. You might be somebody, from what you're saying, it's coming forward that you might be somebody who just keeps watching the mind. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you. Sure. Let's break for lunch. Um, we do a 15 minute yoga? Is it yeah. too short? Um, we can just stretch. Do a stretch, bit. exactly. Yeah. Just a stretch. All right, so Ragda is in there. If you want to just go in and stay inside, no? Stay inside. Like, even though you're listening to instructions from, from Ragda, just stay inside. And, uh, and lunch at one, and let's see you at three.